This is episode 124 of Shades Midweek. If you're listening for the first time, it's a podcast where we talk about theology, culture, and all things Shades. My name is Jomar Giroux, and I am here in Three Stream Studio with none other than Brad Brown and Jonathan Hayes. Glad to have the gang back in full force today. We're back. It's good to be back. Let's talk about tacos. Oh, uh, th- wait, wait, just hold up, just hold up. Okay, so I've been gone. I've been gone for a couple of weeks, and I'm upset. I'm upset for two reasons. I'm coming in hot, guys. Yeah, can you calm down a little bit, yeah, Jonathan? I'm, I'm, You're upset, making me I'm uncomfortable. upset for two reasons, okay? Uh, you're one to talk about making people uncomfortable in this booth. Um, <laughs> one. Wait, what are you talking about? I'm talking about the last episode I was here for when you were so saucy and you were like just poking John Mark with basically an annoyance stick the whole uh, time, just trying to stir mm, him up. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, it's actually what caused this whole thing. But look what it came is. from this. It is what caused this. Nothing good, Brad. Nothing good. Um, no, I'm upset because last episode was episode one, two, three, and for some reason that feels significant. I was sad to miss it. It was fun. Um, <laughs> it was fun to say. It felt like an episode of Sesame Street. Right, right. Um, but then um, there's been a lot of taco brouhaha, and I haven't been here for it. And I am here to put the death nail in this taco conversation. This has gotten wow. out of hand. Wow. It's gotten out of hand. This all started with me making the well. Well, actually, I can point the finger at John Mark. Started with him talking about Andy Squire's taco tweet, and then I made an offhanded comment with no clue how bad this thing would snowball, and it has snowballed out of control. and And last week, y'all mentioned the fact that you didn't have time to get to every single email that we had received, and that's because we had received yet another taco email. And mm-hmm. so I would like to take a small trip to the email board yep. in order to read this email and have one final conversation about this that will happen very quickly and we will move on. All right, let's take a trip down to the email corridor. It sounds like we're depressed to be down here. Can I? <laughs> yeah, like really kind we've, of brings it down. We've come down like, here so I don't know if Jonathan times. can keep that energy going in after... Can I also intro. can I also say that No, you cannot watch my phone. My my son is here in the booth with me and I've <laughs> got him watching Netflix in the other room. Thanks for clarifying that you weren't saying that to me or Jonathan. Yes. Uh I will say that the reason we didn't re- read the this email last week was all on Brad. It's Brad's fault. So, there you go. Well, that's I'm, that's, I, that's that's the source of Grant's I wanted, anger. I wanted to wait for Jonathan to be back to yeah. have oh, the conversation. Sure. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, here we go. It's from Grant Primo Esquire. Uh, The subject is your taco podcast. Oh, boy. He says, hey, guys, been really enjoying the new taco podcast lately. I feel the sarcasm there. I feel it. I'm beginning to worry, however, that the planned Shades Midweek taco tour, and I I feel the need to tell everybody that every time he uses the phrase taco tour, it's got a little trademark sign behind it in his email. Classic. Oh, the planned taco tour is not going to meet the standards for quality and integrity that Shades Midweek listeners have become accustomed to. I mean, is this going to be a comprehensive taco analysis or some rinky-dink amateur hour fake news clickbait listicle? I don't even know what a listicle is, and I don't think I want to. I'll Google it. I reject the three arbitrary and capricious rules, and that has that has those sarcastic quotes, that you laid out in the last episode. Now, he's talking about the rules that John Mark laid out. That's right. he rejects those. 
He says, as many have rightly pointed out, there's no rational basis for excluding certain restaurants based on price or perceived bouginess. To eliminate uh, you, oh, Grant, I think you got a typo right here. Your, it's supposed to be your. To eliminate your implicit and express bias, the correct <laughs> approach, of course, is to create categories of restaurants and then rate within those categories. For example, you could have the dive category, taco trucks, hole in the wall, etc. The fast food category, Taco Bell, Taco Casa. The bougie taco category, El Barrio, Little Donkey. The American category, Chewy's, Taco Mama, etc. This is the only way to fairly and fully rate Birmingham's rich taco scene. Also, sure, Grant, how much do you have to say about tacos? Surely you're not going to so just rate long. all these tacos on a single category as either good or not good, right? The Shades Midweek listener base demand a more comprehensive review. In addition to an overall score, you should rate the tacos on no fewer than 10 other categories. For example, we need to know how you would rate each taco's presentation, consistency, flavor, smell, umami, another thing I don't know what it means, mouthfeel, mouthfeel? Texture. I I know, but he didn't say texture. He Mm. said mouthfeel. Pretty sure that's a Brooklyn Nine-Nine reference. Uh, just to name a few crucial categories. To ma- yes, people, there's more to this email. To maximize engagement, the Taco Review should be a recurring segment with its own theme song. He's creating work for you, John Mark. <laughs> I know. Where one taco per week is reviewed. Then maybe after 70 <laughs> to 80 tacos have been reviewed, you could bring in guests to try the top three to four tacos. Also, the rating system should be published to the Shades Midweek listeners so they can make their own ratings. Time to prove that Shades Midweek really is a place where you're a part of the conversation. Felt like that was directed at you, Brad. Feels personal. Okay, I await your apology and acknowledgement that your prior formulation of the Shades Midweek taco tour, trademark, was haphazard and ill-conceived. Best, Grant Primo. Then after we did not read that email last week, even though you acknowledged we had received it, we got another one. Don't worry, this one's short. It's from Grant Primo. Again, subject, your taco podcast. I see you're dodging my email. Am I being canceled? Is this cancel culture? Many people are saying that I sent a beautiful, perfect email, and you're avoiding it because you're afraid of the truth. Just know that your illegitimate taco tour you missed the trademark that time uh is corrupt rigged and a hoax also maybe stolen valor grant primo i feel like we got a piece of what it's like to go up against grant in court yeah yeah and i don't like it to be completely honest okay listen i'm not a fan i'm 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 i've been gone uh during all of this bruja and i'm coming in to say this This is the last email we will read about tacos. (laughs) You can send all your taco emails you want to, Grant, and everybody else, but we're not going to keep reading them. We have serious business to attend to here on Shades Midweek. Tacos are serious business, but but we're going to try and keep our priorities in check. Well, Grant is an elder, so is this an elder decision? I I don't know. Has this reached the level of an elder decision? Here's the deal. Okay, Grant. What you need to know is that if you do the Enneagram, John Mark is a nine, and your email caused him much emotional distress. 
Yeah. Um, John Mark was just ready to throw up his hands and quit the taco tour altogether. It was just too stressful. All this pressure you're putting on us. I think if we could do the taco tour as like a full-time job with a full team, I think we could do what Grant wants. Mm-hmm. He would probably he would probably be uh, accepting of that, those terms. Uh, Grant, you are an elder. Maybe you can make a vote to make that happen. Transition us from a pastoral team to a full-time taco tour team. I love it. Anyway, until such time, Grant, we love you, but you may label our taco tour fake news. We're sticking with John Mark's three rules. We're moving forward as planned. Thank you. And people, this is going to take a really long time because we have yet to even be able to organize our schedules to pull (laughs) off eating at one taco place. Well, let me say this. You know, I think it's agreed that most people hate lawyers. And (laughs) so it would be very easy for us to just discount what Grant has to say. But here at Shades Midweek, we are about building bridges, not erecting walls. So... What I want to do is I want to invite Grant Primo to come to one of our taco tastings that's going to happen in what, like the next 10 years at this rate probably, and be a part of it. So Grant, would you be willing to come, even with all of your disagreements? An olive branch. Yes. An olive branch. How about (laughs) them apples? An olive branch. An olive branch. We've blanched our olives. (laughs) Grant, we also invite you to create... And run your Shades Midweek Listener Taco Tour according to your own rules. And we will allow you to come on and testify to the results. All right. That's that's it. I'm done talking about tacos until we've actually tasted one. All right. We did receive. Done. I'm done with it. We did receive one other email from, from Mr. Doug Abernathy. All it says is Donald Duck is going to get a free copy of Praying the Bible. Oh, yeah. Yes. That's right. If you missed it last week, we have a book in stock that you can get for free. How many copies are left that were given away? Well, I don't want to say that Doug was the only person that emailed in, (laughs) but we have some copies left just to let our listeners know. If you want a copy. It's not too late. If you want a copy, email midweek at shadesvalley.org with Donald Duck. That's the secret passcode. That's the secret pass. No, you had a better one. What was it? Brad 15, this right? Is, this is all going to get very confusing. Brad would, 15, yeah. Sure. You know, <laughs> you like a copy of Praying the Bible. Look, just email and say you want a copy. All right, we'll give you a copy. As a matter of fact, you just tell us on a Sunday you want a copy. We'll get you a copy. If the code doesn't work, that's not on us. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, let's officially move on from tacos and free books to talk about music for just a second. JM's album of the week. I recognize this? No, I don't think so. All right. My album of the week this week is somebody that we actually all know in this room right now. Well, they're not in the room right now. 
Oh, I but was... we all know them. Everyone in this room knows them. You just told me I shouldn't recognize it. It's a new album that just came out last week from Ashley Wingo. The name of the album is Weed Eater. Whoa. And yours truly played drums on this track that I'm playing right now. This track is called Marianne. It's one of the three tracks that I played drums on. Wow. For this record, Preston Lovingood, who's also a friend of mine, uh, produced this record and they gave me a call. They said, hey, we need we need to redo some drums on a few songs and add some drums to some others. Would you be able to come into the studio and do that? So I did that last year and it's finally now coming out. They record here? No, they recorded at another friend of mine, Taylor Hollingsworth's studio uh, in Crestwood. And uh, it's pretty much all originals. I think she actually covers a Preston Loving Good song called Shipwreck. Which, which uh, three tracks do you play on? I play on Mary Ann. There's this one that we're listening to now. Then I play on this song called DP. Musically, like, it's got a little bit of some 90s. Like instrumentally. And then I offered up some random percussion on her version of Shipwrecked, which is a Preston Loving Good song. So there's not a whole lot of drums on this. It's mostly uh, just weird sounds and things like that. But uh, yeah, I was happy to play on the record. The record sounds really, really good. Ashley is super talented. She sounds great on these songs. Preston did a great job producing it. Taylor Hollingsworth did a great job playing a lot of the instruments on it. Uh, so check it out. The album is called Weed Eater. It's available anywhere you stream music, Spotify, Apple Music, etc. It's always good to support local musicians. Ashley is from Birmingham. So go ahead and check it out on Spotify. Yep. All right. Nice. Okay. Let's move on. Well, John Mark, speaking of supporting local... This next author is not from Birmingham. I'm sorry. That would have been really cool. We should have arranged that. But nonetheless, I am very excited about the book that I have today. It is a book that I have not read all of, but it's a book that you can jump around in, which you will see once I explain it. It's by an author that is beloved on Bradford's Book Club, and he's a big fan, I think, I haven't heard him say that he's not a big fan. The author that I'm talking about is a guy named Paul David Tripp. We have recommended his books before. The man writes a book a day. It's pretty insane. Go to his Amazon page. You can see everything that he's written. The book that I'm going to be recommending for you to go and grab right now before it's gone is a book titled, Do You Believe? Question mark. 12 Historic Doctrines to Change Your Every 
everyday life. And so as I just look at the table of contents, what I love about this book is it's talking about doctrine, what Christians believe. This directly influences how we live. The biblical truths about God, humanity, the world are not merely about knowing more. They're also about loving God and making sense of this life and the life to come. But what happens when there is a disparity between what believers confess and how they live? And so the way the book is laid out, the chapters go like this. Chapter one, the doctrine of scripture. Then guess what he does for chapter two, John Mark? What's that? You're never going to guess it. Then he says scripture and everyday life. So that's how it goes. The doctrine of God, God in everyday life. Doctrine of God's sovereignty, God's sovereignty in everyday life. So he's trying to bridge this gap here, and I think he does a good job. I think you'll enjoy it. Do you believe 12 historic doctrines to change your everyday life by Paul David Tripp? I like the design as well. Check it out at bookstores everywhere. Yeah, man. Over the years, Crossway has stepped their design game up. Yeah, they got some they got some good stuff. Paul David Tripp has some strong uh, mustache game too. I mean, he it's got does a massive mustache. Yeah, you can YouTube it. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Great Sweet. recommendation. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I've been with my uh, four year old son all day long. What are we even doing today? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what well. day is it? <laughs> Well, we actually do have a, a plan for the upcoming several weeks. We're excited about some things yes. upcoming. Uh, but today, we kind of had a little bit of a blank space. And so, we decided uh, to answer a question that we recently got that we promised we would answer. Um, so it's always couple, a good thing to, right, right. to follow up with all these questions. <laughs> with our, with our campaign promises. Oh, So, a couple of episodes ago, we got uh, an email from Avery Crump. He had just a couple of questions he threw at us. But one of those was about how do I get involved, like, in a church? Um, and I think he particularly was asking it from the perspective of, hey, I graduated high school, now I'm a college student. What does it look like to get involved in the wider body of Christ? Because most people, if they grow up within the church, your primary connections to it are based upon uh, your age group. So you're involved in some kind of kids' ministry, usually on Sundays and Wednesdays. Maybe you're not even in the main service because your classes are during it or what have yep. not. Maybe you tag along to whatever your family does. Right. And then uh, high school, middle school, high school, usually you're primarily connected in with the youth ministry. And, and so you can get to college and kind of feel a little lost and floundering. And so that's what we wanted to do today was basically talk about what it looks like to get connected. That's a word people use a lot at churches. We want to help you get connected, right? Uh, to get involved, to enter into the larger life of a congregation. And before we get uh, into exactly how we're going to approach the conversation, I did want to say uh, this on the front end specifically about college students and how we approach that at Shades. Uh, because the rest of our conversation will probably be a little bit more general about anybody getting involved in the life of the church. We are going to focus our conversation specifically on what it looks like to get involved here at Shades Valley, but I think that most of what we will say would apply in almost any given um, church situation. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because so, it's not just high school to college that can be a tough transition. Another transition is from college into what, the real world? I don't know what else to call it. <laughs> adult life. Young, adult, young life. adult life. Young adult Adulting. life. Adulting. Young professionals is a young term that Ugh. some churches will use. Ugh. But yeah, that can be a hard <laughs> transition as well. 
getting married, maybe moving to a new city, looking for a church. That can be a hard transition. Yeah. Having kids, and now you got that, which yeah. is John Mark can attest to. Mm-hmm. Also, Jonathan has kids. I'm about to have a little girl. Yeah. So, yeah, huh. each and every stage is what I'm trying to say. Sure. Sure. I think the, the unique thing about um, the transition from either either coming out of high school or coming out of college is the fact that up until that point, you have not had much crossover with uh, people outside of your age range, and you also haven't really been in leadership positions. You've mostly been in a position where you have been described as a student, and so you've been on the receiving end of, of ministry and such. And so one of the things that's a little bit unique about us here at Shades and the way we approach college students is we do offer a few things that are college student specific, but not many. We'll have like a, a Bible study here or there or a college community group here or there, uh, but we do not have an official college ministry. Um, and that's not to like throw shade at churches that do have official college ministries, but for us, that's intentional. It's intentional, one, because we're a smaller church with limited resources. Uh, we don't have the resources to throw like a full-time staff person, at, specifically at college ministry. But beyond that, uh, we want to see college students really make the transition from being students to being a part of the general congregation, the larger body of Christ. College ministries often, not always, but often can really kind of be like youth ministry 2.0. Yeah. Like you're still a student. You still kind of do the exact same things as youth group did, talk about the same things. Uh, just maybe the games aren't as silly um, or you drop the games piece and, and the conversations get a little bit more serious, a little bit deeper. But it's still pretty much uh, a service with students in yeah. your general age range. You have leaders um, and that's, I mean, really, it can be. You drive yourself yeah, instead of your parents driving you. Everything's college-specific. Right. Specific. Right. Pacific. So even though we offer a few things that are college-specific, uh, we want to – sorry, you got up in my head with that. I was like, I got to make sure I say <laughs> this right. got to emphasize it. Um, we, we want most of what our students get involved in um, to be the larger life of the body at Shade. So, so yep. a- Avery, specifically to you – my brother, my first thing I would encourage you towards um, is getting involved in things that are beyond college uh, and beyond college students and getting to know people that are in various life stages throughout the body because that will make the transition once you graduate college, that will make transitioning from that in that phase a lot easier within yep. the church. You won't feel like a fish out of water who's never been a part of the general congregation. Yep. So Totally. You'll see what it's like to interact with people that are in different phases, people that have little kids, people who are grown up and are empty nesters, uh, what it's like to be a part of a community where people have different rhythms, different schedules, different commitments, what it's like to have friendships at different ages and different types of friendships, all of that. I, I will also say this. Uh, I wasn't planning to, but it just came to mind as you were talking. Mm-hmm. One of the specific requests we get very often from college students who are looking to get involved in uh, in Shades uh, is they would love to have a mentor. Um, it's a very common request. Mm-hmm. And I actually think the best way to get a mentor, a meaningful mentor in your life, uh, is this way, to get involved in the general body 
uh, of Christ where you will cross paths with and, and get to know people outside your age range and most likely naturally develop a mentor relationship with maybe another, uh, Avery, for you, maybe another man that you go to Bible study with or something like yep. that. Uh, and that relationship will form much more organically and end up being much more beneficial to you than if it's like a college student comes and says, hey, can you give me a mentor? And we just pick person a, you know, out of a lineup and shove them together at a coffee house and say, connect. Yeah. It's interesting you say that. I was actually talking to a college pastor a while back and they had that kind of formal mentorship program as a part of their church and they actually scrapped it and are trying to approach it more of an organic mm-hmm. way just because it wasn't working out. Not to say it can't work out right. or be beneficial, but that just came to mind as you were talking about that. Yeah. So when college students ask me, like, how do I get a mentor? I tell them, go to a community group. Yeah. Uh, go go to the prayer ministry. Go to a women's Bible study if it's a young lady. Go to a men's Bible study if it's, and just meet people. Yep. Get to know people. End up yep. at lunch with people. And you'll form those kinds of relationships along yep. the way. Yep. It'll take so. some time, but it'll be good. All right. Well, that was my college-specific caveat. That's good. So to talk more generally about what it looks like to get involved, when we have this conversation at Shades Valley, we pretty much talk about getting involved uh, in four areas. Uh, We like to talk about four areas of ministry, if you will, at Shades. And everything we do here can fall into one of these categories. And so the four categories are worship, serving, community, and mission. Worship, serving, community, and mission. And so what I figured we'd do is just kind of take these things one at a time and talk about uh, what it looks like to get involved in each of them. And it's very natural for us to begin that conversation with worship because worship is usually the first thing that anybody encounters when they visit a church. Most people visit a worship service on a Mm -hmm. Sunday morning. What is it like to worship together? So, yeah, J.M., I'll just let you get us started, and we can just kind of kick around. What does it look like for someone to engage in and get involved in worship at Shades Valley Community Church? So, should I read a little bit from the Roots booklet? Oh, oh, the Roots booklet. This is your time, John Mark. Yeah, This is your time to shine. For those who don't know, the Roots booklet, uh, we we do something called the Roots Seminar, which is kind of like our new members class, and the booklet's what goes along with that. So, yeah, feel free. Go for it. Okay. So, in our Roots booklet... Uh, there's a section underneath worship that says how can, how you can be involved in worship at SVCC. Here's what it says here. All of life is worship, but gathering together with a local church has a unique biblical function that helps the whole body grow up into maturity in Christ as we sing, preach, and pray the truth of the gospel to, over, and with one another. And then, of course, it says here, you're invited to participate in our worship gatherings every Sunday at 10 a.m. So, yeah, we gather every Sunday, 10 a.m. This is like our big weekly gathering. Um, you know, I grew up in a church that also had did some stuff on Wednesday nights and sometimes on Sunday Sunday evenings. But Sunday morning was always kind of the, the, uh, the focal point of gathering. And um, so that's, you know, naturally it's just the best way to get involved at a church to really understand the DNA of the church, you need to visit their services on Sunday morning. We've been going through uh, the cultural convictions series 
uh, that you've been leading us through, Jonathan, and Brad's preaching this Sunday. Um, and so we've been hearing all about all of these different cultural convictions that make shades shades. It makes it uniquely shades, I would say. And I've learned that it can be difficult sometimes to even explain the DNA of shades to people that have never really visited here before, mm. such as messy authenticity. We talk about being open and being real. It's almost like a, a living room environment. We are a family when we gather together, and we want to create a culture that fosters that. Uh, spirit simplicity would be would be another one that I've that I can have trouble sometimes explaining. You, you, uh, can I bring up sure. that you actually you told me about an experience you had trying to explain it to someone yeah. recently, and it was like, I mean, they'd never been here before, right? And and they were just having a really hard time. Well, they had never visited, and they they actually watched a uh, live stream service, and I don't know which service it was, but uh, all that to say, they were trying to understand where we were coming from when it came to the quality of our live stream service and how the it fact was that it's really simple, how it was presented online, basically, um, you know, and, and they were basically saying, you know, the online community uh, is going, if they're, if, if someone has never visited a church before, they're probably going to go online on your YouTube page and check it out and see what your services are like. And I guess my explanation was, I can't necessarily argue with that, but I would say that it's just very difficult to understand where we're coming from until you've actually visited Shades in right. person. Um, and you see that everything is so simplified, that the, the service is very simple, the music can be very simple from week to week. Um, and it's really just about gathering as a body of believers. And and like I've just read already, it's it's about praying with one another, hearing the word, worshiping and singing together. And so I would say the most, obviously the most basic way is joining us in worship so that you can see how the body lifts one another up, prays for one another, how we can share what we're going through, confess these things that we believe together. Um, and it's a, it's a, it's always a beautiful experience from week to week. And it's one, it's one of my favorite things that we do at Shea is just being able to gather on Sunday mornings. Yeah. And I, I think, um, I think sometimes it can be really easy to downplay gathering on Sunday as a way to get involved in a church because mm -hmm. uh, I mean we can even be guilty I think like as as ministers sometime of making the joke of how like oh well some people just show up on Sunday and they just scoot out the door and as if like this is you know not participatory at all. Right. And mm -hmm. and there's some truth in that. You can right, come right. and just be an observer and all, all, all of that. But I don't want to downplay, and Avery, I'd want to share with you or anybody else, the, the massive significance there is in, like, if you want to get involved in a church, that's the place to start. Mm -hmm. Come, worship together, and don't just be an observer. Uh, be a participator. Um Brad, I see you over there nodding. Uh, do you have thoughts on like what that looks like? The different, what's the difference in just being an observer at a worship service versus being a participator? Because yeah, it, 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 sometimes it doesn't necessarily look different. It's more just like a posture of of heart. Yeah, I mean the word that the words that were coming to mind um, are instead of l sitting back and leaving early lean in and stay late. Mm. 
that feels kind of mega churchy, it's, it's but good. I just it's good. I, I just kind of kind of came. I to felt my mind. I felt like it had Doctor Smith okay. vibes. Okay, yeah, over I could see a little like, bit of that. Mm, yes, sir. But yeah, <laughs> kind of uh, like lean in, participate in the service, and what the service offers. So do so in musical worship. Stand up and sing and participate, and uh, we have prayer in the back half. Pray when uh, we pray. Go up, you know, like go up and receive prayer. What a gift that is, you know. When when Jonathan or somebody else is preaching, lean in, take notes, see how the Holy Spirit wants to take the word that's being given that day from the scriptures and apply it to your heart. Mm. And after the sermon. Don't just head out. Stay around for a second. You know, we get out at 1130. So there's some time right before lunch now. You can hang around and talk a little bit. So stay. If someone got up at the mic and shared something, go up if it resonated with you. And you can say something to them. Hey, I just wanted to let you know that really encouraged me. I've been dealing with that as well. Or if the sermon, you resonated with the sermon, go up to the pastor. Hey, I had a question about this, or I really appreciated when you said this. It's um, it's a myth that pastors are like just covered up with yeah, people like bombarded after, or something after every service. That that's a myth. We have time to talk to you. Very rarely, sometimes yeah. it will happen on a Sunday where there will be like two or three people waiting, almost as if there's a line forming for people to talk. But that is rare. That's the right. exception. So yeah, yep. like if you want to go talk to a pastor, go talk to a pastor. I promise they have time and they are looking for people to talk to. Totally, 100%. So yeah, stay around. You may not talk to anyone for a second. It may be a little, a little awkward. You might be staying there by yourself. But so uh, so many things happen in the midst of that kind of organic conversation. One pastor would always say that he could gauge how healthy a congregation was by how late they stayed after the service. If he was trying to shoo people out to close the doors and turn off the lights. Most of the time we're trying to do that at Shades. But as I've seen through the years, that's where community, that's where getting involved, that's where it happens is in these uh, kind of seemingly insignificant moments and conversations where you go up and say something to the pastor about you appreciated what he said, and then he says, okay, well, let's grab coffee. Or you go up to the prayer team and you receive prayer, and then through that, a relationship forms because they want to hear more about what's going on in your life. So it's really from leaning in and participating in the service and then not running out that I think we really can begin to be involved more in a church. Yeah. Yeah, so worship is definitely the first place to start with getting involved and not just attending, but like Brad said, leaning in, staying late. I think that's a, a really good word. So worship, serving community mission. So our second area to talk about what it looks like to get involved in the life of a church is serving, which is which is funny because people might think this is out of order. Like normally when you think about getting involved in a church mm-hmm. after attending on a Sunday, it's like, all right, well, maybe like a community group. And that's fine. You can totally go in that order, but I actually don't think that's the easiest order to go in. Uh, if you're looking for kind of like just naturally, organically uh, coming into a community and organically forming relationships. Um, and maybe if you're a little bit more extroverted, that would feel pretty natural. But for someone who's a little bit more shy or introverted, uh, it can be kind of intimidating to just go and show up at somebody's house yep. where you feel like the rest of the people all have relationships and, and you're just the newbie. By all means, I encourage people to do that. Um, but I actually think if, if you need a step between 
uh, visiting for for worship and going to someone's house. Um, I actually think serving is the perfect way to get involved. A lot of churches, I know this is true at Shades, I'm pretty sure it's true at most churches, um, you don't have to be a member of the church to serve in every capacity. Sure, some. Right, yeah. Like, I mean, you can't, like, become a community group leader or a Sunday school teacher or something like that. Pastor. If, right. <laughs> Without being a member. But for lots of them, there are plenty of serving opportunities uh, that you can pretty quickly step into if you would like. Um, and, and here's the thing, like, when you, when you serve... And, and when I say that, I'm specifically talking about serving on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so one, you're already visiting the worship services, so you're already there. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not adding anything to your schedule. You're just being doing something else besides just being there. Um, two, typically when you serve, you are serving alongside of other people. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so if you're, for instance, at Shades, let's say you... Uh, chose to be on the greeting team. You wanted to serve in that way. Mm-hmm. You're not the only greeter. Uh, you're probably one of two or three that show up that Sunday, and you actually show up a little bit early, and our mm-hmm. greeters are the ones who fold the bulletins, stuff the bulletins. So you're sitting at a table getting to talk to people, and then you're meeting people as they come in so people feel comfortable coming up to you again later. Or let's say you serve on the coffee team. Mm-hmm. You show up early to make coffee. Uh, you will definitely probably meet everyone who is serving in the band and sound crew that morning because yep. the moment they hear that coffee machine starting up, they're going to gather around it like piranhas. That's right. <laughs> just waiting. You're also going to make the coffee, and then you're going to be done, so you're just going to be standing around. Yeah, meeting people. Yep. And and if you hang around uh, the coffee bar to tell people how to get coffee, you're going to end up in countless conversations. Yep, totally. Um. It, so stepping into serving can be a really organic way of of getting pulled in to community. You're already on campus. You're already somewhere comfortable. You're serving alongside somebody. You've got a natural icebreaker uh, to talk about what you're doing together, natural conversation fodder. Um, and usually when you work together on some kind of task, it's, it's some kind of a bonding experience. Um, yep. So I really do think that stepping into serving can be a really easy way to do that. And and there's a whole host of serving opportunities that can fit anybody from any any kind of personality type. Mm-hmm. So if, if you've got a personality type that's comfortable being in front of people, like at Shades, we let the body participate in nearly every aspect of the service. You can volunteer to read scripture. Yep. You can volunteer to bring communion bread and set all that out and serve communion at the back. You can volunteer to lead prayer for the kids. You can... Yep. All of these kinds of things, uh, but yeah, if you're not, try stuff out. But if you're not an upfront person, you can volunteer to run slides. And if you run slides, you got to be here during band practice. You'll meet the people yep. playing in the band. You'll meet uh, the people running sound. Uh, you can volunteer to do coffee. That's a job you do by yourself, but you'll naturally meet some other. Yep. So, so there's just tons of ways to be able to step in really simply and to to serve. And so, I highly encourage people as that's a great kind of next step to meeting people within the body and getting pulled uh, further into the body. And everything that I just mentioned, I will say this. This will be the last thing I'll say on serving. Uh, Everything I just mentioned is like an official organized way to serve. But at Shades, we do also talk about organic ways to serve Mm -hmm. the body. 
So you can serve the body at Shades even if you're not signed up on one of those organized lists. The My go-to example for this every time I talk about it is Bill Ferris. Uh, Bill Ferris has a massive prayer ministry here at Shades. Yep. He is praying for people constantly. Yep. He didn't sign up on a list. He didn't nothing. But yep. he is serving the body. So he comes and prays for the worship team every Sunday morning. Every Sunday morning. With us when we start practice. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And so <coughs> excuse me. If if you look at all the serving opportunities and you're like, ah, none of that really fits uh my giftings or what have not, talk to us. I am certain that there are ways. I am absolutely certain that there mm-hmm. are ways for for you to to serve the body at at Shades. So, yeah. That's what that's I would great. say about serving. All right, so worship, serving, community. Brad, I'm going to kick that one to you. What does it look like to get involved in community at Shades Valley? Yep, so this definitely feels like the most obvious answer. Join a community group if you want to get <laughs> connected with other people. I don't think we're doing anything revolutionary here, or I don't think I'm saying anything that's new, but I will say this. So if you go to our website and you look under community, you'll see groups. So a while back, uh, when I became kind of over all of our groups at Shades, I was like, okay, I want to have these different classifications of groups. And so I want to have community groups, and then I want to have discipleship groups, and then I want to have things that are more like classes, and then I want to have things that are more like seminars, Mm. because each of these groups has kind of a different feel to it. So a community group is going to look different than a group that gathers where someone teaches for 50 minutes, and that's going to look different than just a book study, or that's going to look different than a group that meets four times, and then then it's over. Well, in the midst of trying to do that, I just saw, and the other staff as well saw this, that it was simpler to just put everything under the label of group. So we don't have any kind of fancy smancy classification system. I went a little like sassy Boston there. I don't know why I did that. (laughs) But everything is just under groups. And so I say that because if you'll go through the groups page, you'll see different types of groups. And it's very realistic to be a part of multiple groups at Shades Valley because of how they function. All right? Are you with me, Avery? Or are you still listening? <laughs> <laughs> we should just call we should just call this episode Dear Avery. We should have called him. Yeah. So like for instance, uh, Jonathan has a Jonathan and I have a pastoral discipleship group that meets on Tuesday mornings at six AM. And the emphasis there is on teaching. There is some discussion, but it's coming and listening to somebody teach. Now, there's fellowship at the end of it, but that looks different than Kenny McCance's guys community group that meets... Which would be great for you, Avery. That would be great for you, Avery, that meets on Sunday night. That's going to have more of a community group feel to it. You're going to read a book. You're going to discuss it together. That's going to look different than the Stall Cups prayer group that meets on Wednesday night where people are coming together and they're sharing requests and they're praying for one another. It would be very realistic, I would say, for you to be able to, I'm talking to Avery now, for anybody. <laughs> uh, obviously, we're talking about men. We have women's groups. You could just kind of uh, plug that in. But to be a part of 
multiple groups. Some groups only meet once a month. Some groups meet twice a month. Some groups meet every week. Some groups have different kind of elements to them. And so really, I would encourage someone to go to our website <laughs> website, and to look at all the groups, to look at their own schedule, and uh, to visit groups and, and try them out and see what is a good fit. You don't have to be a member to go to a community group it shades uh all you do is just reach out to the leader and let them know that you're coming and the big reason there is so that you can make sure that they're meeting <laughs> and we don't have right. the details of the groups on the website so you got or the location or sometimes. the location that's a big deal too right well, if you're gonna go to well, a group and it's because sometimes uh things will change up so like for instance you know a group will say they meet on the first and third sunday uh afternoon of a month but the third Sunday happens to fall on a holiday week. And so they might change it up that time or whatnot. Yep. So it's always good to, to check in with them. I, I got one question for you, Brad. Uh, is that tea you're drinking? It's it's coffee. Okay. I think. I'm just getting a little worried about you over there. I mean, after Blanche, Pacific, and then that, that last. I mean, just that to be clear, I am not there. day drinking at my work as a pastor at a church. <laughs> While we're doing a podcast talking about spiritual things. So just for the record, I want to make sure there's no confusion. This is a safe space. I Any mean, slurring just... that's happening is just due to my brain farting. I don't know what else to call it, but it has nothing to do... It has me wanting to brew up a cup right now of coffee. I may do so while we're yes, recording Yes, that is podcast. the only thing in my cup. The last thing that I would say to Avery and all Averys out there is that... Deep relationships, the kind of intimate relationships where we're known and we know others, and these are the relationships that we long for. They take time. They take a long time, most often a lot longer than we would like. So you are not going to be able to go to a community group and instantly feel this deep connection and feel like, oh, these are my people and we're going to hang out all the time together. I think community groups are a great place for those relationships to form, for those relationships to start, for them to be able to flourish, for that to flow into kind of organic meetings that happen. But that's going to take time. All right. So just be prepared for that. And, and that's really for anybody. I have to remind myself of that. Yeah, I just started to feel comfortable around Brad. Yeah. And how many years is that? That's 10. That's 10 years. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to take some time. But no, no, I mean, it, it really does. And I, to, to go all the way back to talking specifically to college students, um, mm -hmm. that is one thing that I do talk to college students about because college is like a pressure cooker for relationships. I mean, you're just together a lot. Yep. And you form friendships really quickly and, mm -hmm. and deep bonds. And it kind of creates an expectation that, oh, well, that's what adult life is going to be like going forward. And it's just not. Like, there's just a different rhythm. And it's not that we don't form those deep relationships. But like you're saying, it takes time. It takes a lot longer. Totally. Yeah, that transition from college into working life or from college to being married, that's a tough transition. So if you're in that season and you're feeling that, that's, that's totally normal. And what Grace Wonski always says that stays with me is the hardest part is showing up. And that's definitely true at the beginning with a church. So just continue to show up, continue, embrace the awkwardness and the awkward introductions and 
the oh my gosh, I should definitely know your name by yeah. now, but I don't, so I'm just gonna call you bro. Oh, dude. Just embrace it, dude. I, and I just learned up. Brad's name last week, <laughs> and I mean, He's how been, long has it been? It's been years. Yeah, almost a dozen years. I don't He's know been, what the problem is with you, Brad. JM and I have been like best bros for forever. <laughs> He's been calling me Peter, <laughs> and I just never said anything because I felt too awkward. But in all seriousness, uh, last Sunday, somebody came up to me, a uh, newer person, and I totally just went for it. Because that, that's the way I learn names. Like I, I've got to try and find it in my head, and even if I get it wrong, um, then you know, you'll correct me, and that's hopefully right. it'll stick better. And I totally whiffed. I mean, just... Just miss swinging a miss her name altogether, and I was like, and and then it got worse because then I was like, oh, but your husband's name is such and such, right? And she's like, no, it's this. I mean, I just missed them <laughs> just both. Way off. Had met them like the week before, missed them both. But you know what? I can tell you their names right now. Hey, I will remember them. You know, and so so yeah, you just gotta embrace that awkwardness and totally. just uh, and just go for it. One hundred percent. So anyway, all right. Well, worship, Avery. I hope I hope this is giving you a, a good picture for how to get involved at Shades. Uh, how to be pulled further into the community. And, and I think that this is true at any church. So getting involved in worshiping together, getting involved in serving, getting involved in the life of the community. And then the last one is mission. And we're actually going to put a pin in that one because to tease our episode for next week. Ooh, uh, you see what we did there? Yeah, yeah. We've got uh, Shay Wall and Doug Abernathy. And uh, they both serve on our mission team. Shay is the head of our mission team. And so they're going to come to talk for a full episode all about what our mission team does and how you can be involved in that here at Shades Valley Community Church. So you'll get a full episode about what that looks like uh, next yep. week. This is all because of you, Avery, and your question. <laughs> I want that. you to know that. Oh, But just here at the end, uh, I've just got kind of three final things I'll say. About I would have loved it if you would have said, just here at the end, I have nine points <laughs> nine that points. I want to close with. Oh. Just three, just three. I don't listen. You no, three is great. I'm not you making can talk fun of about you. a lot of tropes about my preaching and stuff like that. But you've never I done. I don't that. have. Like, I wouldn't say never, but I don't typically have. Like, all right, I got 15 points. Here we go. No, it wasn't a dig on you at all. I was just <sighs> thinking it would have been super funny. Um, I got nine just things. nine things here at the end. Quick no, points. I got three final things about getting involved in the life of any church. First one, remember that getting involved in a community or building relationships is a two-way street. It is very easy to enter into a new community and to sit back and kind of put all of the blame on the community. Now, don't get me wrong. I do think a community needs to try as best they can to be aware of new people and to be proactively reaching out. I do. But it's still a two-way street. So don't be afraid to put yourself out there to not sit back and just wait for people to come to you, but to go up and introduce yourself to people. Um, second thing I would say, and this is kind of along those lines, but a little bit more specific, uh, is get to know leadership. Like we mentioned earlier, it's actually a heck of a lot easier to talk to a pastor at a church than you might think. They're not just covered up with people 24-7. Uh, it's a lot easier to get coffee with a pastor than you might think. They don't just have, you know, 30 coffees a day. Um, I, they may have to say, I can't do it this week, but next week. But it's not going to be, I, I mean, unless you're at like a mega church with a celebrity pastor or something. It's not going to be like, yeah, I can get coffee with you three months from now. Um, but yeah, get to know leadership, whether that's the employed leadership, like employed pastors, or whether that's volunteer leadership. 
Uh, these are people who are giving significant portions of their lives to the community, they are going to be able to give you a really good idea of what the community is all about. They're going to be able to introduce you to other people in the community. Often getting pulled into relationships doesn't mean you have to form a whole bunch of relationships. It usually just means you have to form one. Because when you form that one relationship, they pull you into the, the circles of people they know. So, uh, yeah, pursue getting to know leadership. And then the final thing I'll say about getting involved in a church is pursue membership. Pursue membership. It is easy to hide in a crowd. Being a member of a church makes that a lot harder. Uh, People are much more aware of uh, who you are, where you are. Leadership is much more aware. Specifically here at Shades Valley, our entire membership is divided up amongst the elders, and each elder is supposed to, on a semi-regular basis, be checking in on the people that, <coughs> excuse me, that they're responsible for. And so, by being a member, you're ensuring, uh, hopefully, in some ways, that you don't fall through the cracks, uh, and that somebody is looking out for you, and somebody is caring for you. So that's the final thing I would say about getting involved in a church: is uh, pursue membership. And, and get pulled further in to the community. You guys got any closing thoughts or anything like that? Well, I, I do have six other things. When it comes to membership, Jonathan, why don't you remind everyone what's happening next week here at Shades? Oh, yes. Yeah. So next week, uh, next Wednesday, which is September, September the 7th. 7th, at 6 p.m., we will be doing the Root Seminar that we mentioned earlier. We only do it a couple of times a year, uh, but it will be upstairs at Shades Valley. Uh, we're here, 160 Oxmore Road, Homewood, Alabama, 35209. Right. Um, and uh, we'll be upstairs. You just go up the main staircase and hang a left into the – are we going to do it in the youth loft this time? No, it's a Wednesday night. We're going to be in the conference room. Yes. Yeah. Go up the stairs and hang a left into what we call the conference room, and uh, we'll be there at 6 p.m. It should only uh, take uh, right at about an hour and a half. So 6 to 7.30, I believe we will have coffee available. If you need child care, we can provide that. All you got to do is email us so we can make sure we have enough child care workers. Um, and we would love to have you. That's just that's the seminar where it's like our new members class. There's no pressure to become a member, but it's a place you can get a lot more information about Shades, about membership, what that looks like, what it means, why we do it, all of that kind of thing. So, yeah, that is not today. It's a week from today. That's right. So... We also have, I don't know if we mentioned this already, September 11th. I'm just thinking about announcements now. September <laughs> September 11th. Well, this is a good opportunity to meet people and get involved in the community. Yeah, 100%. If you want to hang out, if you want to meet people, September 11th, picnic in the park. This is where we go to the park right across the street. It's called Patriot Park. It's right behind GM Pizzeria over here. Um, we'll go to it immediately after the service uh, that Sunday. It's also going to be Mission Sunday that day, which we're going to find out a lot more about that next week with our guests that come in here uh, for the episode. There's going to be lunch provided. Um, you can give a donation. That donation goes towards the missions team. You can take your lunch over to the park. We're going to have a cornhole tournament. Yes, our second annual. With a prize. With a prize. Yes. With a prize. With a prize. Our second annual cornhole tournament. I, I started uh, gathering supplies for that today. Almost done. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We've, we always have a blast at these picnic picnics in the park. Uh, the other announcement that I feel is pertinent is the women's retreat registration it's still open it's open for a few more weeks you can find that by going to the website shadesvalley.org you'll see the graphic on the front page 
You can also go to the Realm if you're on the Realm. Go to Events. It's underneath Events, and you can register there. Find out all the information that you need. The Women's Retreat is happening October 14th through the 16th. I did yes. that off the top of my head. That's pretty I think amazing. That's correct. If you're a man at Shades Valley, this is not a good way for you to get involved in community. That's <laughs> right. But if you're a woman, it is a great way. Um, the Women's Retreat, so many relationships, long-term relationships have come out of that weekend. That is like a pressure cooker for relationships. Yes. Um, and so if you're a lady at Shades Valley, we highly recommend uh, going. None, none of us have ever been, but we hear amazing things <laughs> from uh, from our wives and from all yep. the women who go. And everybody says that it's intimidating to go for the first time. So, so embrace it. Yes. It's okay. It's totally normal. You can feel that. And college students, college ladies, this is a way you can get pulled into the wider body of women at Shades Valley Community Church because you are welcome to go. It's not like restricted to just post-college or something like that. That's right. So women of all ages will, will be there. There are two ways to stay informed of all things that are happening at Shades. The first way is to go to the website, shadesvalley.org. Scroll down to the bottom of the page, and you can subscribe to the weekly email. There's a weekly email that goes out usually Wednesday, sometimes Thursday. It's got all of the announcements, anything that's happening that you would need to know about. The second way to stay informed is there's actually a calendar. That's right. There's a calendar on ShadesValley.org that I'm in charge of, and I try to keep it up to date as much as possible. You can go to it and see everything that's happening for the next couple of months you can see the events that are taking place. When you click on a date or an event, it has more information. It's great. So that's a good way to sort of uh, stay involved, be informed about what's happening. Yeah. yeah. You yep. also follow us on Instagram. Yep. Follow us on Instagram. Exactly. And then Shades Valley. if everything that we've said you've done and you feel like you are still not connected, you're still not involved, you're frustrated, sit down and talk to us. Yes. Send us an email. We would love to have coffee with you yeah all right guys i think we accomplished what we came here to accomplish today avery let us know if this was helpful we hope that it was uh we dedicate this episode to you good sir and uh if you have any questions about what it looks like for you to get involved or suggestions for people on how they can get involved at shades that's right shoot us an email at midweek at shadesvalley.com we're your part of the convert You're sure? You're sure that's coffee? Because it is don't, .org, Brad. Don't it send is. it to midweek at shadesvalley.com. Oh, my word. I have no idea. Do it and see what happens. To. Don't worry. Send one to midweek at shadesvalley.com right. and .org. We're, we're signing off. Brad, if you'll step over here. I've got this thing that you need to blow in right over here. <laughs> here at Shades Valley, you're part of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs>